Hello and welcome back to the Tech Marketing Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Manaz Tajani and Sarah Foxley talking a little bit more about how you can supercharge your ABM. Thanks for tuning in and, and joining us. Uh, today's session is going to be a conversation around account-based marketing, something that everyone's talking about. I guess we want to just spend some time giving you some real nice insight and actionable outcomes more than anything else. So 76% of B2B marketers apparently are going to be increasing their ABM efforts this year. Lots of stats flying around the internet, lots of uh, opinions as well on what that really means. Um, and from our perspective as, as an agency, I think if you're going to be one of those 76%, the question that you should be asking yourselves as, as marketeers is uh, where to spend your money most wisely, who and then how. So that brings me on to the person sat to the right of me, Sarah, who's our in-house ABM specialist who works closely with yours truly on a range of different global campaigns. And we're going to spend some time really looking at those, those outcomes and how you can just take some key stats and some great insight and start driving yourself more demand. Hello, Sarah. Hello, great. <laughs> Thanks very much, Manaz. Um, yeah, so just want to take you through a few actionable steps that you can take to supercharge your strategy this year. So it's all about obviously delivering measurable results, but that's the outcome. So what we want to do is kind of flip your funnel on its head, really. It's not the volume-based kind of traditional demand gen that you've probably been running the past few years, more just thinking about that strategic marketing in terms of what your focus areas are for the year ahead. So is it a certain vertical? Um, is it a competitive displacement consideration? Is it a certain region? Starting there and then defining your strategy from that. So it's not just volume, getting everything out there into the market and just one blanket message. It's all about that specific targeted approach and defining what that is basically just completely flipping your traditional marketing approach on its head and thinking about it in a different way so would you say it's almost like starting at the end yeah definitely that's kind of where you need to be because normally what you do is you would have sales involved at the end of the process so they would close it convert it to an sql but that would be the first point that they would become engaged in the process this is get sales and ops involved from the start and then that should achieve better outcomes for the business because they're involved in, in, they know what their targets are for the year and their accounts are, and marketing needs to align with that. So that's great. And and yeah, absolutely agree with, uh, with all of those points. I think the sales and marketing integration is absolutely key. And another thing is um, that gets talked about a lot, and I, I think this is you know, throughout the sort of the, the tech industry, you know, data being the new oil. In terms of data's role in ABM, what's your what's your sort of take on importance or insight based around that? I would say it's the most important thing. So definitely just get your data in order as soon as you can. Just that's the one thing that we've seen is ultimately going to determine the success of the strategy. Obviously, operational alignment and getting everybody to be on the same page is, is really, really important from the personnel perspective. But securing the data has kind of been a challenge for a lot of our clients in terms of it's obviously stored in multiple places. Uh, it might be that it's on Salesforce or different instances or people have even still got it in, in spreadsheets and things like that. So it's I would say as soon as you've got the people that are going to be involved in the program all in the same room, just make sure that they are going to be starting to pull together the data. Because, yeah, if there are gaps and we can't send out a direct mail, for example, or you don't have a telephone number to follow them up or you don't have GDPR opt in to follow them up by email. Those are the sort of operational challenges that we've had to overcome. 
um, in terms of wanting to kind of target them with from, from multiple tactics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also being quite honest with yourself about your data. Um, a lot of organizations, and I think probably most of the people listening to this and ourselves as an agency included, can sometimes run away from the idea that our data is actually not in good shape or it's not as accurate and credible and valid as it needs to be. And ultimately, it's not warehoused and usable in the right kind of way. So I think it's really important to be brutally honest with yourself from the outset of any ABM program. How good is your data? If it's if it's not good, then absolutely know that upfront. And then you can build in tactics and strategies to ensure that that data pipeline is filled, fueled, and ultimately made as accurate as possible mm -hmm. for the time you need it most. Yeah, absolutely. And there are always ways of being able to build on that and validate it. And um, if you're looking at things like LinkedIn lead gen forms, for example, if you know the companies that you want to go after, there are ways of procuring more higher quality data. It's just knowing that upfront will help dictate which tactics will work best. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and also ABN teleprofiling as well is also a consideration. Now with GDPR, Mm -hmm. can ensure that that data is fully valid, is GDPR compliant, can be used and is as up to date as possible. Having all of this amazing data all in one place is ideal. How do you integrate that with operational teams to ensure that that accuracy is really pushed across the whole campaign? Yes, I think operations is kind of the third piece in the puzzle, really. So sales, marketing and operations, all three really need to be on board from the start because if you've got the systems in place and the operational team to run things, uh, things like setting up your tracking links, getting all the nurtures set up, all of your monitoring and reporting, uh, and also in terms of like baselining, in terms of where you're at with your current data and where everything's held, you're really going to need quite a lot of operational support with that. And if you don't get that in place from the start, you won't really be able to see the true value of the program at the end because you haven't baselined it from the start. You don't know how the close rates and the velocity of the program compares to your traditional demand gen efforts. So that's, yeah, really, really important to involve operations. And in the absence of having operational teams to be able to support, I think it's really pivotal for clients to really lean on their agencies and make use of some great agencies that are able to take that information and, and continue that story and support clients in the right kinds of ways. So ABM, as we know, is you know, it's, it's been around for decades as, a, as an ethos. But in, in the last few years, obviously, we've all seen a, a meteoric rise in its relevance, but really reflective of the digital landscape and information that's available to you. So with that, teams across our client base are really scaling up, I think, to, to try and meet that need from an operational point of view. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big hill to climb. Yeah, it is. And it's having that end-to-end -end visibility as well. <laughs> Because if you've got some tactics that are being run by other teams or internally with the client, sometimes you don't always see the value of what you're doing. So it's really nice to be able to track that from the start to the end and, and be involved more in that process from an operational side of things. Mm -hmm. yep. Any program that you've just described is only as successful really as the, as the content that fuels it uh, with the right messaging, the right creative, uh, the real, the right story, I think, from from you to ensure that you're cutting through the noise and really speaking to that client and making sure that they are, they know that you understand their business. Mm. Um, but from a content perspective and, and a deliverables point of view, I mean, what Sarah, what's your what's your view on on that whole landscape? Because that is a very long piece of string. If you uh, if you want to start somewhere, 
Yeah, it is. And I think that's why on a lot of the campaigns we've worked on, we've invested quite heavily on the insights at the start of the programme. So before we even start considering the content that we're going to produce, it's really about understanding the customer and where they sit in the current buyer cycle, what current opportunities the client has got with them, and where they want to take them, what stories they want to tell and building that insight into a programme that will bear relevance to that audience, whether it's just a one-to-one basis or whether it's segment-based, but just really speaking to that audience and the content that you produce will ultimately be affected by what those insights tell you. Um, So that's the kind of the approach that we've taken on the really strategic one-to-one campaigns recently. Um, But I think uh, the content that that you're going to ultimately output is... You want, you want to reach them in multiple ways. It's not just going to be, oh, we'll just send two emails to this, this customer and I'm sure that we'll get lots of like net new MQLs out of it, but that, that's not going to happen. And um, it's, yeah, about really investing in an integrated like strategic content plan um, once you know what you want to achieve with the account. Yeah. And the, multi, the multi-channel kind of approach, and as we all know, living our day-to-day lives, the amount of times that we need to be almost hit with a message before it really lands um, that integrated idea of of you know walking into your your office for the day and seeing an email pop up you go into your LinkedIn an ad then a sponsored ad then pops up as well you know very relevant all kind of tying to that same concepts and message um, is absolutely key I think it's really having carving yourself a voice and making sure you get behind that voice and then the amplification through all the channels needs to all then be consistent against that voice as well um, so yeah, we're definitely seeing lots of lots of good results. You know, when we when clients tend to turn on that whole integrated approach, um, whether it's content syndication, media, events, social, but they're all working together. And I think mm-hmm. that that is the real nucleus that everyone's trying to achieve. Um, and when they do it, do achieve that, I think that's when you see the real key successes. Yeah, and feeling like it's a, a personalised, highly targeted campaign. If if you feel like that client really knows them, and it really like speaks to them in a way that maybe campaigns that the clients run previously haven't, mm-hmm. they feel more valued and they're more likely to be yeah engaging with it um, in a different way. So that's what we ultimately want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. In this marketing world that we all work in, we all, we all love our metrics and our soft metrics and our clicks, likes, shares, how many people have opened our emails and visited the site. That plays very comfortably, I think, to the top of funnel or the the, the I say the reverse funnel, but the normal funnel, if you like, mm. type of approach. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about the idea of actually flipping that funnel. And in terms of proving the real ROI to the overall business, um, ABM, I think, has, there is an innate view that absolutely it's long term. It takes a long time to understand customers, to understand your strategy, then execute against that strategy. Um, and metrics are, are obviously very important in everything that we do. Um, but in terms of in terms of setting those me- metrics and those expectations, um, what's the yeah what's the highs and lows that you've you've seen so far? So I think when thinking about the metrics and, and the initial investment, and if you're thinking about it as being potentially longer buyer cycle, it's important to think that actually they're probably going to be more meaningful leads and more engaged and potentially yeah more likely to convert because they feel like they've had more of a personalised targeted experience. It's, yeah, it's more strategic. So I, I, I think it's really important that um, when you're thinking about metrics, it's 
baseline where you currently are. So what do what do your close rates currently look like? What does your current velocity look like? How long is your consideration stage? What sort of content you've got? Audit there. And then um, throughout the campaign, it's monitoring all of those different checkpoints because ultimately what our clients are going to be most in, in considered is how many net new contacts did we achieve? How many new SQLs did we convert? What, yeah, what impact that has made on the bottom line for the sales teams? So if, it, if you're looking for an uplifting conversion rate, for example, how are you going to monitor that based on the stats that you've already got? If it's marketing influence revenue that you're looking for from that particular client, which opportunity can we align and say that direct mail that we did converted that opportunity? So it's at every single point there will be a data check that will drive these wider metrics, but it's really understanding where they are now, where you want to get to them and making sure you have those points in place that you can have visibility of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, that will help to, if you're doing a pilot of ABM, for example, on a specific vertical, that will help prove the use case. What did you learn from it and what you can take forward with having some yeah actual hard stats as well? Yeah. So would you agree that, that it's as much about being realistic with what is achievable within, a, within what, sort of where you are at that point? in time um, and comparing not necessarily to a like-for-like ABM program because by its very nature, it's designed to be personal. So it has to be personal to your organization, setup, operations, budgets, limitations, sales teams as well. So I think it's being cognizant of that and acutely aware uh, of those types of expectations of of what's going to be achieved. Mm. Uh, And then before assessing it and giving it enough time to get going as well. Um, and getting those, getting the buy-in from the right people in the in the business. Yeah, definitely. So at the start, set the metrics, get the data, get the team in the same room, and then yeah, you're setting yourself up for a good basis for for what follows. So we hope that that's been helpful in outlining the five simple steps and the kind of must-haves really for any ABM strategy. I think the real key considerations there. Um, thanks to Sarah. So thank you, thank you very much. You. I think it's also about taking that information. And once you've built out that plan, really considering also how to get the senior executive sponsorship and the real buy-in from the management and leadership team. Um, and that ultimately comes down to, again, being quite open and upfront about what is achievable with a program such as your ABM strategy. Um, where does it really start, end, and how does it continue? And where, what's the roadmap for, for that this new way of selling, really? Um, and then ultimately getting their buy-in Um, over a longer period of time and proving those kinds of results. Um, We often find that sort of heat mapping those key accounts is a really effective way to be able to present that back to that senior management team of where do we start, who are the key accounts they actually really want to be working with. Um, We know every board and every company has them, the nice to have list, Um, and then how we can really move the needle with them and, and engage them over a period of time and take them where we need to take them. Uh, for a long-term revenue out. Thanks very much, and tune in to the next one. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.